Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. What's up, SFL Nation? Welcome back to Inside the League. It's your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano. Hey, what's going on? Happy Friday. Uh, it's great to be here with you guys uh, this evening. Uh, got a couple guests lined up today. Uh, we will be talking to two rookies, right? All about the rookie showcase these Fridays. Uh, so we'll have rookie Daniel Wright, free safety of the Tacoma Grizzlies, as well as Isaiah King, the third free safety for the Salt Lake wrestlers tonight as well. So, uh, should be a great show. Uh, have them on. Should be on a little bit later on today. But before we get started, I do want to talk about uh, the SSL Honors. Uh, that was on tonight, right? Uh, and congratulations to everybody that won, right? Um, shout out to my man Ezekiel Love winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. Not just in... Um, not just in the Swamp Talk, but also getting recognized by the SFL was awesome. So shout out to you, Zeke. Um, Ezekiel Love, sorry. And, uh, you know, shout outs again to uh, AJ and Dave winning the Ambassadors together. I think that's, that's such a great combination because you guys help each other out in multiple ways, right? Um, Ashley... Has, has always been intertwined with so many people within the community. Um, and she steps in when, when people are feeling some type of way. Or she goes above and beyond, which I think everybody really appreciates. And Dave, in his own way, uh, allows the same thing, but through his platform. So you have, you know, Dave Act, Act, uh, Dave After Dark, um, or Act is Live After Dark, right? Um, so I think, again, you have that aspect where you're allowed to kind of share your feelings and thoughts and bring up topics that folks want to talk about. So, you know, really awesome job to both of you guys. Congratulations there. Um, you know, everybody that was also two shout-outs to the Toros for winning uh, front office of the year. You know, it was great to just be nominated with you guys. And, uh, again, uh, what you guys are doing over there in Fort Worth is an amazing job in such a small period of time, too. You guys have definitely been very dominant. Um, so congratulations there. And then shout-out to everybody who made the All-Star team. Uh, shout-out to my guys who ended up making it. Uh, Darwin Nuevo, Bob Funk, Shot Allen, Mel Davis. Uh, great job to you guys making it, you know, making an impact and getting into the All-Star game. Uh, can't say nothing, but, hey, that's, that's awesome for you to go ahead and represent us. Um, and, and it's really exciting, right? Like, I always kind of talk about how... Uh, this side of it, like the GM side, right? And, you know, I always talk about it, how I want you guys to kind of get that, see the inside of uh, kind of how it goes. And, and I want to share with you as a general manager, this week has just been amazing, right? From the recognition of the team, recognition of players that are on the team, um, and just being conversated a lot more through the media, um, a lot of content creators, seeing what we're doing, and, and it feels really great, you know what I'm saying? Because like everybody in this league, we do a lot of work. And I'm, I'm really a person who I don't um, pay mind to those things. I don't really look at those 
uh, too much, right? Everybody kind of knows Portland keeps it very close-knit amongst each other, right? But, again, to be considered to be everything we, we, we went through, um, to, to be able to, 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 to be acknowledged, man, thank you so very much. I appreciate everybody in the community who went ahead and, and, and even nominated us. Uh, shout out to those who voted for us. Like it, it's definitely appreciated, and we went against some really strong candidates and strong organizations. So that's awesome. And yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this uh, All Star Game coming up in a couple weeks, right? Um, after that, then we we kind of get into this off season, right? So we're gonna get into um, the resigning period, and after the resigning period, the signing period for people who aren't with those teams. So those free agents that you see out there, the big names that are out there, they'll be able to sign at that point in time. And then when we get up to the draft, whatever teams have, whatever openings will end up being the ones that are going to go into this draft looking for needs. So um, that's kind of your off season in a nutshell. And for GMs who are looking through like free agency, they've been grinding for a while, right? Like, the moves that are going to happen in, in a week's times are going to be moves that happen that have been worked on in one way, shape, or form. So it's going to be very exciting to see what ends up happening at the end of the day, who goes where. Um, once that happens, I think the draft ends up being a little bit more, how do I put this, uh, a little bit more clearer. Right? I, I think there's always surprises in the draft. And I have recently, you know, just getting myself in order, preparing for the draft, preparing for re-signings, preparing for all the things in the offseason. I, I actually sat there and watched the draft of, you know, season 15. Then I watched the draft of season 16. Building up the anticipation, right, and also seeing kind of like looking back at those moves, looking back at those players that were selected, um, looking where other players were selected, right, like, um, and, and are they still there now? Like, it's, it's a lot of fun to kind of go back and see. But every draft, I, I put a lot of work in, right, and trying to have a show, still be a general manager, and still support the Portland fleet, and, and just everything else. So without further ado, I'm pretty sure we have uh, our guest here in the building. And in true Inside the League fashion, I have to go ahead and blow the trumpets for the free safety of the Tacoma Grizzlies, uh, Daniel Wright. Daniel, how are you doing this evening? How are you doing, Nelson? You can hear me just fine? I can hear you perfect, perfect. Thank you again for joining me this evening. Um, I, I have to say thank you again for, for the whole signing up um, process, and I, I appreciate your patience. You know, it's only myself that really went through those things and then contact every rookie and then come up with enough questions to, to, uh, to somewhat showcase the great things that you're doing. And I got to read your article in Swamp Talk. Um, so that's, that's awesome. And I, and I know I caught you on Ashley Jackson's show as well. So I appreciate you making the time here. And hopefully any of your potential teams will be listening tonight uh, and, and get to know more about you if they haven't known already, because you have been on a tour. And it, it, it's awesome because your name pops up a lot in really great ways, and that's a really awesome way to go through free uh, well the draft process. So, um, really good job there. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, it's good to know that my name's coming up in good ways. I've been I have been doing a bit of a tour lately, and 
it's a, it's really good to people coming out to me to actually want me on their show and want me to be part of it. It's really great. I don't mind the wait at all. It's just, just a bit of fun, you know? People get to know me this way. Of course. And, and everybody is kind of different, right? Like myself, when I'm doing something creative, I like to hear, like, the interviews, right? Like, that's how I typically catch up with Ashley Jackson if, I, if you know, when she posts up her, her, her show, right? And then Dave, if I don't get a chance to catch it live, and same thing with um, with Netma, right, with, with Tyler's show, I, I typically catch it while I'm catching up with something else. So if I'm doing, like, preparing, you know, some kind of signage or promo, I love to hear the podcast. And think about that. If a GM might be like me who likes to go through and listen while at work, well, that's a great opportunity for you to kill two birds with one stone, right? So... Um, thank you again for signing up. Again, thank you for being here tonight. Um, but since it's all about you, Daniel, why don't you talk a little bit about yourself? Who is Daniel Wright? Okay, well, I'll start with my real name first, I suppose. Uh, Thomas Woolridge. I'm age 31, a 90s kid. Love it. Uh, born in a small fishing community called Bay Bulls in Newfoundland, Canada. A lot of people don't know where that's to. Don't know what it is. All on the East Coast. Uh the best thing to tell you about is there is no football where I'm to at all. You can't you can't join football. It's not a thing here. So being a part of this is a new experience for me and a great experience because you get to learn more about the sport that you could never play. Uh, awesome. I grew up playing basketball. Uh, basketball was my main thing growing up. Uh, all through high school, once I finished that, I ended up coaching it myself, giving back. Coached my little brother for the longest while, actually. So, you know, you got to give back to the kids when you can. Yeah, that's always good. And, hey, you know, I always say for folks who take the time to, you know, any time, right, either to the elderly or to the youth or whatever the case may be, it's it's helpful, right? Like, I kind of talk about (laughs) the United States versus Canada um, and – that kind of shows like the difference in the United States. There is people who volunteer time and do certain things here and there, but it's not as common. And I feel like here, you know, we re- like when I hear this, I really want to say thank you uh, for taking the time out to help whoever out because sometimes the time that you give um, could impact others in a in a positive light, right? So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then um, to tell you, right stupid Americans sometimes, right? Stupid United States guy. But I would think Canada because of the CFL, right? Like we always hear about the CFL here in the United States, right? And it's typically because we will hear of CFL players coming to the NFL. So then that kind of brings up your curiosity to be like, okay, you know, who is this player um, who's potentially coming? Um, And my team personally who I follow in the NFL has gotten, well, had one guy who was from Canada uh, was part of that international program, played in, uh, I think, uh, Minnesota State, and then he ended up being uh, with the with the team. But I would think, ignorant American, right, uh, CFL, I would think, I thought that would be a little bit bigger and something that you would be able to kind of take on as your team. But, hey, I learned something new tonight. So what's your SFL story? So how did you find the SFL? How did you get to where you're at now being a rookie for uh, Tacoma Grizzlies, which – uh, I know some of your coaches there, so uh, I'm very excited to see um, how you got to this position now. Yeah, uh, well, uh, great bunch of coaches, as you probably already know. Uh, but uh, the way I learned it 
or got into the game was actually a friend of mine. Uh, you might know him, a fellow rookie as well, Justice Blackwell. There's about nine or ten of us that are a little community together that we, uh, yeah. we talk to, we play games, we uh, we do sports, all types of things like that. And he joined first, then Tazzy joined. And they brought us in afterwards. They're like, join this, this is really good, you should be a part of it. So I was like, uh, I was a bit iffy at first because I don't, I don't know a whole lot about football. Yeah, I know a little bit about CFL. I know a little bit about NFL, but I don't know the intricacies, like uh, all the little things, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I'll give it a try. I'll, I'll see how it goes, and I'm, I'm in for life now. Just, just from the moment I got in, the community has been great. They brought me in with open arms. I can't say enough good things about how well I've been treated there. And you know, I'm a, I'm a shout out. Justice, right? Because you said Justice Blackwell is who brought you in. And Justice has been part of a yep. couple SFL rookie stories that I've heard. So I talked to Justice. I don't, I'm don't. i going to double-check if it's this week or next week, um, just because I announced it at the end of the show. But um, I got to shout him out, man, because he's been part. And it, it, I, I saw that he had his own, his own wrestling simulation league, right, which caught my eye. And it's very. Did you come also from that wrestling league as well over to the SFL? Was that um, how you transitioned with Justice, or how did that happen? Uh, yeah, that's exactly how it came. Be I, I was a wrestling sim guy for uh, about a year, year and a half, two years now. Uh, I was in a few other places before this, but uh, once I brought into Justice, this is my actual second time being part of these feds. Uh, he <laughs> okay, and he slowly brought me back in uh, and. Here we are now into the SFL. He he just said, anyone that wants to join, this is a good place, good company, come do it. That's awesome. And, and that's, that's a great thing when you can find, because I've seen... Uh, Nelson, I think you cut away from me for a second.
All right, Daniel. Sorry about that. Sorry about everybody inside the league. If you're just hearing me back, we lost some power for a second. Got a little blip. We're back now. Daniel, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, it's okay, is... man. I'm just glad it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? This is probably going to go down in, in one of the SFL, in my books, in the inside the league history of a show where everybody's like, nothing disappeared for like three seconds and came back. So sorry about that. As, as you were, as I think what I was saying was just how much you guys have came from that league. It's really awesome. I was going to also say, too, how Canada has made some really great wrestlers over the years as well. Um, so I would love to hear who your favorite wrestler is um, as well. Who did you who did you model when you were part of that league and you had a wrestler? Did you model your wrestler after anybody specific? Uh, yes, but it wasn't a Canadian, believe it or not. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Uh, my, my character is a big guy who kind of takes after like a taker or a cane type scenario mm-hmm. like the big guy that has a little bit of supernatural powers but my real life favorite besides Hulk Hogan because I grew up in the 90s of course he was around everywhere back then uh, was uh, a yeah. Lance Storm for his technical prowess and ability in the ring okay. the guy can oh. actually do a match off the top of his head and just go flawlessly that's a, it, I would have to look him up, right? I, I don't know much about him, but when you said technician as well as, you know, his, his prowess in, in the wrestling. So when I was a kid, I grew up a lot. I used to really love Rey Mysterio when I, as a kid, right? One, because of the mask, um, and two, he was a little guy. So when those two combinations, and I knew he was Hispanic, and I'm a Hispanic male, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, my thing, right? Um and I, my, my cousins introduced me to a whole bunch of different wrestling things growing up. Uh, you know, Japanese wrestling, um, the ECW, right? Like different things growing up that, you know, you kind of needed a VHS. For those people that don't know, it was like a brick that goes inside <laughs> that you had to rewind. Um, but, you know, it would go back to those times. So when I hear this, the stories of you guys coming into this league all together, coming from that community, it's really awesome. That's a fellow, as you said, it came with open arms, and that's just kind of how we are, right? If you enjoy the same things we do, and you're respectful, and you, you respect the community, and you respect everything around you, you they're going to love you, right? Um, I think the people who have short careers are the ones that don't typically follow those rules and try to push the envelope and push their agendas, and I'm sorry, like, you got to respect what the community is and what was here before you, as well as if you want to pioneer, where you have to pioneer um, in, in, in the right format, if that makes sense, right? You got to respect the people that have been here, and then you also want to pioneer yourself, because a lot of us GMs, like myself, Ross Napoli, um, Mike All, uh, we were a few, and even, well, Dave Axis was around the same time, too, but, like, we're all still were newer GMs that, we didn't run a team beforehand, and, and the owners believed in us and said, hey, these are new rookies coming in, but they have shown the um, ability to do so. And from me coming from a minor, being able to take a general manager position uh, was a blessing in its own. But when I always come into something that I was that I was able to get, I still show the respect to others who've been in the league for a long time. Others have been around the league longer than I have for a long time. And 
you know, I feel like that's always the best approach to it. But it's awesome that you guys are having a really good time in this league, and we're, we're happy to have you because Justin Reside also brought up Justice, uh, Justice Blackwell. And uh, I thought it was pretty cool that you guys all are interconnected. Um, now, what's a fun fact about yourself that nobody knows? Uh, I will do a different one. Oh, I'll get back to the one I did with AJ later. But I'll, uh, I'll do this one. When I was in grade 11, uh, I had my first job with the military reenactment. But my first paycheck was more of an impulse buy than anything else. I'm a bit of a nerd, a bit of a geek. I'm, I'm happy to say that. Uh, I actually have a rendition of a fantasy sword right next to me right now as I'm talking about called the Kill Gordon Sword of Darkness. Limited edition, black sword, gold hit, with skull on the, as the hilt. All right. And this sword is supposed to replicate from where exactly? Uh, I think it's someone's story of medieval times. It's not what, one specific. It's more of the guy who made it. Okay. But uh, I saw it, I saw it uh, at a store as I was playing uh, train cards. Because as a geek does, we all dabble in train cards now and again in life. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> And which trading cards are we talking about? Uh, at the time, Magic the Gathering. Okay, Magic. I know Magic growing up in the 90s, right? Um, I remember seeing that. And actually, what's funny is I was talking about Magic earlier today with my physical therapist because he was trying to get me to understand something that was like kind of similar, but he was like, if you know this, and then it kind of led to all that kind of stuff. So, But go ahead, continue. Sorry. So you were in the store... Um, playing magic, yeah, right, was, and then... Yeah, it was hanging on the wall, a bunch of swords, there was like an axe, uh, the sword was there. I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll pick this up one day. So I get my first paycheck from the job, my first job I've had, and it was like 140, 115 bucks, like, hey, this is pretty good, you know, back in the day, that's pretty good. Spent yeah. the entirety of the paycheck on the sword. <laughs> my first paycheck, gone, up in flames. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, let me tell you something, right? Um, if it makes you feel better, I went through the same thing as well, but with shoes. I'm a, I'm a big, oh, I was an avid shoe collector, okay? I have like over 500 pairs of shoes from Jordans, Nikes, and all that. And on my first check, my dad, I remember, because he was like, hey, like, you're going to have to pull your weight around here, and uh, you're going to have to give me rent. And I said, dad, can you wait? Because I just bought like three Jordans, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't have no money. And I remember that conversation was a doozy because he was like, how are you going to make money just to spend money? That's not how life works. And I'm like, I get you, but I never had this much money before. And I really wanted these. And, you know, long story short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we understand were just kids back then and we just wanted whatever we wanted, right? <laughs> yeah, once you get the money right, you don't have to ask or you're not saving from birthdays and things of that sort. When you have your own money, um, sometimes it's a little different and, uh, it's been a couple times with my wife, since me and her are high school sweethearts, that I could not buy a super fancy meal um, because I just bought a pair of shoes. And, you know, she understood that, right? Because she probably bought a pair of shoes with me at the same time. So some of those youthful joys, uh, the older you get, the more you're like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. But uh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And you still have the sword now, right? And you still have the sword now. It's still in its case. It's, it's, yeah. it's in its case right now as we speak. So look, even at least though the money you spent from that first time you got that money is now still being cared for and still being adorned like the way that you're doing now. So that's pretty awesome. So 
how do you enjoy uh, how do you enjoy being in the SFLM? So not the whole community, but just the SFLM as whole. How are you enjoying being part of the SFLM? Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot, honestly. Uh, I didn't think I would enjoy it as much because I didn't have a knowledge of football. But you don't really need a knowledge of football to participate. Uh, teams yeah. are done pretty well for you. You get your rules. You get set your instructions. You just have to follow the guidelines to make your character. It's not that hard. Uh, payment plan is not bad. Like, people are complaining that it got a raise, a slight bump. But when you think about pay-to-play things per month, this is on the low end. Real yeah. low end. So, and to me, the experience has been all good. SFL has been all good. I've been getting into the games as much as everyone. I actually brought my ex to the last game, and we were watching together. Oh, wow. That is that is pretty cool. So, that's what I like how you have, have brought in you know, people into it, you know, that's, that's the part that I, I always feel like is the next evolution um, of the SFL, right? We'll have players, um, but Cam had brought up on this conversation with Ashley was, hey, we need fans, right? If, if, if anything, we also need fans, people who want to just follow a team because that's their favorite colors or that's their favorite logo or that's their, they're from there, right? And I think it's the next evolution of what needs to happen. Um, but that's awesome to hear that you brought somebody else to, to watch the games with you. Um, now, you were talking about pay-to-play and, and your viewpoint of the, of the price increase, right? And I'm in the same boat as you. I'm coming before – I had when I had came into the league, they were working on, on bits, I think it was, right, where you'd buy bits and, and, and all this kind of stuff. I'd never got into it because I was what they called a non-contracted player. This was before the SFLM. I am Gen 1 of the SFLM. So when that was being created and, and, and brought together is when I got to spend some time in the SFLM. But before that, it was non-contracted. And um, let me just tell you, I have no idea. To me, this is a very affordable pay-to-play type of sim. I've never been part of sim leagues before, and this was the first time that I ever got involved. And I feel like, again, as though, yes, the prices have increased, and they have really increased more for different groups, like if you were a QB, if you were a, a, a running back, or if you were an owner, I know those really were the ones that really increased that affected those folks. But you're right. I think for to, to get the quality, and, and I've been here since season 14, right? I haven't seen all the, like, from season 14 to season 17 coming up, right? I've seen so much growth from this league, and I had to figure that it, it has to come from us paying on a monthly consistent basis versus before where I think it was, I don't know how it works, so please forgive me if I'm, I don't mean to offend anybody how it worked, but how it used to work for my assumptions is that you would buy what you needed versus a reoccurring payment. And I think some people were bothered with the reoccurring side. And then I think just specific price increases might have also taken a couple other people off edge as well. But that's just me speculating. Not sure, right? I haven't really heard much. But I think that was a great viewpoint that you're bringing in, um, understanding that, hey, on the pay-to-play side, this is a lot cheaper. I'm very curious to know what other places end up charging since it's my first sim league. But uh, it's really interesting that viewpoint that you have from there. Now, when it came down to free safety, I know you don't have experience knowing positions, but how did you decide to, to fall on to free safety? Uh, so when I played basketball, uh, we were taught two things. There may be a star player here or there, but it's all about the role players. It's all about the people that do the little things in the end. 
And for me, I caught that on with defense. So defense was my thing when I was growing up. Uh, five years in a row, I had defensive player of the year for my little grade because we were kids back then. We all played in grades. Uh, so when that happened, the transition to this football, I immediately went to, okay, defense because that's what I'm known for. That's what I'm more comfortable with. Yeah. So I went through all the positions. I know cornerback was cool, all that. But uh, free safety looked like you get the best of both worlds to me. Like you get to play back and play guard people so you can try and get interceptions. But you can do the little things when the rush happens, you can run in to get the tackle. And yeah. that's, that's really what brought me into it is because you're doing the little things. You're playing a role instead of playing the star. Yeah, you know, defense – is is a little bit more now there is areas that typically have the star power right a, a, a lockdown corner for example typically has that star power um defensive ends right the ones that are on the edge of the line typically get a lot of recognition in a middle linebacker but you're right everybody has to play a role especially on a defense right you don't typically have like a quarterback you have a middle linebacker who, who really calls out you know potential plays that might be happening you know, placing their defenders in the right places so, you know, they're able to capitalize on the offense, whatever they're trying to do, right? So I guess there's di- different aspects, but, you know, great free safety um, can really help when it comes down to coverage, right? If a free safety and a strong safety, and even if a strong safety is going to go down to the box, which means down to the line, right, and, and try to see if they can get themselves you know, sneaking into to getting the quarterback or if it's a run play, able to get that person behind the backfield, right? But you know, free safety, a really good one, can do magic. It's a magical role, right? You can run some crazy plays where the free safety has all the backside, right? But if you have great corners, um, that could do a great thing. So I think you made some really awesome choices. And I, I know you mentioned free safety. You mentioned cornerback. Were there other any other positions you were considering as well? Uh, strong safety was the other one I was considering because it's free safety. You play a more like you guarding the tight end type position or guarding mm-hmm. the running back as they come out of the, out of the, out of the pocket or, or out of the yeah. backfield. But I think free safety is where I sign because you're doing the roles. You're doing the little star things. And I don't mind if I like tip a play or I get an interception and the offense runs down to get the game one touchdown. The, the, yeah. the offense will get the focus in. But I'll be happy that I did my role as part of the defense because I did my and- job. And honestly, I'm not going to your your knowledge is not too bad neither for not co- for coming in here not knowing 100% of everything, the nuances per se, right? But I think you have a good understanding of what roles positions do. And then again, you have that team mentality, so whatever position you went into is going to be awesome support. Um so it really sounds like you're a team player. Um now when you finally said, "Hey, I'm going to have Daniel Wright. And how did you determine from Daniel Wright? Like, how did you come up with that name? Does, is there a significance behind it? Is, did you do that, you know, modeling yourself after someone? Like, how did you come up with that name? And then how did you model your player? Okay, so the name Daniel Wright comes back to 2004. When I first got into EFED and the wrestling world, where you can do stuff online, I made a character. I based him off Landstorm. Once again, no one knows who he is, but he's a great wrestler. Thank you very much. So I said, Daniel Wright, okay. So I'll call him the Canadian sensation Daniel Wright, and his catchphrase will be, there's no way but the right way. I'm like, okay, we got something here. And ever since I've kept that name, I've been using that name, and I brought the name here. 
right. Now, when who did you model your player after? So once you decided, hey, free safety, did you research about maybe famous free safeties out there, or how did you mold the player that you have now on the field? Okay, so with that one, uh, I did do a, lot, a bit of research. I'm, I didn't want to go into this completely blind. I looked up uh, good free safety with the number 34, and the very first one that came up, Pittsburgh Steeler, Terrell Edmonds. All right. So I based right. his height, and based his height, and he's uh, weighed a little bit on that. Except Terrell's known as being a big hitter. Like he hits people. It hurts. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm hoping to do a little more besides just hitting. And so far yeah. in the minor leagues, I've been really happy with the success Daniel Wright has, or I, I have had, and the team has had as a as a whole. Yeah, and and you guys have done a really good job turning it around. I think now, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are uh, starting to get yourselves into playoff run. Um, so that's awesome, right? And you know, you did choose a good person. Like any, the Steelers are known for having a great defense, nonetheless, right? Um, but you did choose a, a good player to model yourself after. I think it's funny that you chose the number first to find the player, but that's the really cool part when you hear about how did you model your player and then hearing all the intricacies that are around that, with how, what helps people determine what they have on the field. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, and it's pretty exciting to hear how the creation process was done. Um, so what have you learned while being in the league as a whole? So as the whole league, as the whole SFL, what have you learned so far while being in the league? So uh, when I first started out, I was going to take it week by week, how things went, see how things started to go on. And then I think week two, I, I joined week two of the minor league. I think by week four, Twinscrew had his uh, progressions of where people are in positions. And I saw I was like somewhere in the back. And I was like, okay, I'm new. That will come. The following week, we played the Adams, and I got two interceptions in that game. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go further now. I'm going to do stuff. My guy didn't move. I'm like, okay, this is strange. But this, but this is how I learned that the league is more than just your player on the field. It's more about what you do behind the scenes, how you help people, how you show yourself as a player. I think that's the biggest thing I learned. Because I, I, I deal with a bit of a social anxiety, I guess you could say. Uh, talking to people in real life is a bit of a struggle. I talked a little bit about it with AJ, how talking face-to-face like that gets you nervous like that. Uh, but that's the biggest thing I've learned is how to come out of my shell a bit more, how to actually be the person that I am to help out behind the scenes. I'm starting to do the Swamp Talk weekly. I'm really grateful for the opportunity they gave me to allow me to write. Uh, and I'm finally seeing that progression from Twinscrew's own uh, Google Docs, and I'm learning more about what it takes to actually be in a community itself that's quite different than what I'm used to. And and I would love to hear the differences. I, I think, again, one, I want to congratulate you, right, because um, I couldn't tell. So awesome job, right? Um, <laughs> and for me... I always have to take a step back to to understand that not everybody can do like a public speaking, right? I, I get asked all the time, how do I do this show live on air? And I don't really pay attention to who's there or what's going on. I am myself, whether the mic is on and off. And um, at the end of the day, nobody ever knows if I messed up or not, only I know. So um, in public speaking situations, I typically... 
um, find myself where I feel the same way, but, you know, at the end of the day, I just do, and once I do, I'm, I'm gone. And it's really awesome, man. Really big ups to you for doing this, if you really do get that anxiety of speaking to people, because you're doing an amazing job tonight. And it, it's kind of like if Ashley shared, right? Ashley had the same situation too, right? She was very nervous on being on air. Um, I'm still trying to get her to do broadcasting, right? Hopefully, we, we can get us there one day, right? Um, but it was always that self-consciousness that she didn't think at first that she could do it and look at her being an ambassador for this league and honestly providing content that, you know, we like to enjoy as well and, and get our information as well. Um, and, and I think it's so cool how everybody has different ways of doing it. Um, so great job, honestly, to, to face those fears, man, and you're killing it, to be honest with you. Now, how does it differ? That is a curious question I would love to know. How does it differ from some leagues that you have been in, um, you said it's more of a community aspect of it. Um, is that something that's not normally found in other like simulation leagues? I'm just curious for myself since this is really like the first one I've ever been part of. Oh yeah, of course. I, I would love to uh, give you some insight into that. But first, I'm going to say AJ does a tremendous job. She really does. She's the one that really pushed me to be on it. I was having doubts about it. She really pushed me to be on her show. And I couldn't thank her enough for it. Because she's actually doing it, and you are too. You're actually showcasing the rookies in a different light than what we normally could be in. We don't yeah. have a whole lot of talking parts here. We don't. We just like write in, you can type. But there's not a lot of people that are doing voice. And let us have our voices spoken. So it's a great job you guys are doing to allow us to have that chance. I appreciate that. Thank you. You know, um, yeah, you guys are the reason why I came back, like, if you don't, I'm sure a lot of people don't know, but I was injured. Um, I was off air since February from my injury. Um, and I came back, and I came back earlier than I wanted to, um, to give rookies like yourself an opportunity to, to, to have something out there as much as possible for teams. Because I've been in your shoes, right? I've been a rookie. I know how difficult it is, right? Um, and sometimes you're just looking for that opportunity to share who you are. And that's what this league is about, right? It's about the people who are behind it. So um, without you, there is no show. I would be talking to myself. And there's only so much topics I can really go on before it sounds like I'm rambling. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's, like, again, though, that's really awesome. And I'm really glad to hear because she's just one ambassador. And for you to recognize her to help you face the fear and, and be out there. And now you're almost a natural, right? I couldn't even tell. Um it's really awesome, and it shows that impact that this community can really have. Now, you're writing now. Do you have any other goals outside of being a player that you want to do? And then do you have goals inside the league that you want to be able to do as well? So um, writing has been a passion of mine. Writing has been something I've been doing a lot, even if I'm not in a community. I just like to write little stories, things like that. So I'm hoping with more time with that, oh inside leagues helping me or let do right maybe i can do some writing with papers things like that in the future inside the league though uh i would like to be able to transition my coaching to basketball to football because even though it's a different sport i think a lot of the principles can still be taken away no matter what sport it is mm-hmm. like you've got your team players you got your you got to build up your team the way that not only you want but the players themselves have to be a part of that they want to be a part of to get them engaged, motivated. Being motivated is the biggest thing when it comes to people wanting to play. Mm-hmm. If they're motivated, 
they'll do whatever it takes to be out there on the field, takes whatever they want to participate and make the team grow. And I think that would be a natural fit for me once I get to that higher level if someday I could take on a chance to actually coach the game of football, which will take some more learning on my side. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, at least you're making the initiative to do so, and you do have some – you're right. The the basketball concept with the football concept, yes – People are going to say, well, they're different rosters, different things, but you still have to have a team of different types of players, right? You have to have your star players, but you also have to have your role players, and you also have somebody who's maybe specialized more on defense that you would use when you're trying to, you know, you have a lead and you're trying to cut that lead, like where you can keep that lead up, where you're going to need to put out your defensive people off the bench, and you have to basically have a strategic uh, uh, situation. So I get it. It it definitely is. and I know you could definitely do it. I mean, like the best thing I could recommend, I don't even have the game, right? I do no coaching whatsoever, right? It's so funny when folks be like, you're the GM. And I'm like, I get it, but I have coaches. <laughs> I'm in the coach's room watching my coaches and, and interacting with my coaches because as a general manager, I always see me being the middle ground. But what I've noticed is if you just get the game and then start just kind of working your way that way, that can help you or get any sports game just to get yourself familiarized with, you know, different defenses, different looks, different offensive schemes. How do you want to, you know, what kind of offense are you looking for? You know, there's different types. And I think if you can get yourself into a game like Madden, right? Everybody hates Madden, but, you know, it's the easiest accessible game at the moment. If you can't get, you know, this game, then get yourself Madden just so you can start learning the, the plays that you like or the, the style that you like or, you know, all those kind of things. So when you go into coaching, you kind of have a good idea of which way you want to go. But that's just me trying to help out. I do not own the game. And it's so funny because I think people think that I own the game. And they're like, hey, Nelson, you know, blah, 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 blah. Do you sim this and that? I'm like, no, I don't. Uh, I have coaches that do that. I'm literally the general manager. So I'm the glue between ownership, between uh, the coaching staff, between the players, I'm the glue. So my job is typically checking in on people, making sure my coaches have everything they need from the player standpoint, or if they need some kind of information, I'm there for them when my owner needs, you know, something from the team itself. I, I work with my, my owner pretty closely, and then I work with my players just to make sure they're happy. Hey, you good? Everything all right? Everything good at home? Um, anything personal, you know, that you need to speak about? No, everything's good. Hey, that's awesome. Hey, we got games here and there. And they'll come in and, you know, they'll know when the season starts. And just like real football, I, when it's the off season, I make sure my team has their off season time, right? Like you give me all your time away with your significant others and family members that when it's the off season, enjoy your off season, just like real football or real sports. Go enjoy your time off. Don't worry about this. We'll let you know when we're back in camp and you can go ahead and enjoy yourself. All we ask is just check in with us once in a while so we know that you're okay. Because real life is real life. Um, Yep. (laughs) But what do you bring to an organization? What does Daniel Wright bring to to an organization? So I think uh, as Axel has politely referred to me in the Swamp Talk as the support guy, uh, I think (laughs) I provide a, a level of type and motivation to any type of locker room. I'm there talking daily with my guys. 
I'm trying to get people in the SFL minors Discord general, you know, trying to get them hyped before a game, things like that. But that's just me in a nutshell. I'm like, I want to try and get people as engaged as possible to a game so they have the best possible fun, the most fun they can in that game. Because if you're not engaged or motivated, I think you start to lose focus. And as you lose focus, you stop. You start to stop caring. And we don't want yeah. any of the rookies or any of the players to do that because they're all a good group of people and we want them to stay as long as possible. Yeah, so I think there's 100% right. Having someone like that in the locker room is very special because even though there's off-seasons and everybody has, needs their off-days and real life happens, you need someone to be able to keep them uh, sturdy and back into the motivation when it's time to come to play. Yeah, no, I think you're right. If you can get folks to stay engaged in in, in something, then and they take pride in it, you you start seeing that. Like, uh, you know, if we if we were to parallel it to the the football world, right? And everybody hates them, but the Patriots. Um, but for the longest time, it was the Patriots way, right? Patriots way, Patriots way, Patriots yep. way was how they coached, how they practiced, how a lot of the players. Um, took ownership of the culture and when new players came in they said hey this is how we do it so either you're going to do it with us or you're not going to be here and uh they for a long time they were winning championships now i'm not a specialist in that like like my co-host is uh, you know uh ben warner um but uh you know that's the same kind of concept right if they're engaged if people believe in what you believe in then when you're asking for something, it's never asking too much because folks believe in what, you, what your vision is. And then it's also, too, um, a great coaching staff are typically ones that, that understand, like, just because your name is head coach doesn't mean that you are going to just dictate. You're going to be there. You're going to coach players as people. And, uh, you know, I, I, I follow the Washington football team a lot, and I've seen the changes that Coach Ron Rivera has made, and that's kind of the changes he's made, right? Like, a lot of the coaches – in that organization in the Washington football team organization um, have been <laughs> not the best of people have had never gotten respect from their players. Um, and it was really, excuse my friends, a shit show for a very long time that this head coach coming from the Panthers came in and said, Hey, we're going to do it the right way. We're going to do it this way, you know, and, and, and he started getting the buy-in of players. And then I started seeing players who I, used to think were great hit the free free market and he'd be like hey they didn't want to they didn't show what they needed to show that level of engagement like you said so i think your your viewpoint of what you're saying is huge those are huge aspects to kind of focus on is that engagement that level of of how everything goes because when everybody's on the same page and is enjoying it you typically you're going to have the best results on the on the field um for yourself what are you looking for in an organization well, that will, that's more like a double-edged sword because as I'm engaging people, I too need to be engaged too or else, or you could also lose motivation in that speak. So I think if I go to a locker room that's not really talking, that's not really doing much, we're just going week to week with games, I think that would not be the best fit for me as a person that's always trying to be engaged, trying to get people going, trying to help out. I think it's a bit of a two uh, two-edged sword because you need this as much as you're given. Yeah, yeah, and and that's awesome to kind of share, right? I always mention with rookies that getting to know as many teams as possible um, will help you find the right fit, right? Um, not everybody may have the same need at free safety, right? Um, but yep. 
just by talking with other teams, if something happens down the line or if you guys were to cross paths again, you at least have that relationship through this process to say, I really always loved that team. And now that I have an opportunity to go there, maybe you might do that. Or maybe the team that drives you is that team that you're looking for. But I always ask this question because as a player, you need to know what you need as well as they need to know what, what you bring, right? So it's like, I always feel like that's great as an organization to know what your players need to be um, to choose your organization at the end of the day, right? Because it is, it's a mutual contract. You have a one season contract every, every season that goes by, right? And you have the choice to say, Hey, I don't want to be here. So when those, when those players do say, Hey, I want to continue on with your team um, from a GM standpoint, it's awesome. But it's like how you said, engaging with them, sometimes asking just how their day is not, necessarily <laughs> always having to be about the SFL um, sometimes we just got to remember that there's humans behind these players and I think that's also something to share too with folks that get mad at players um, you can't get mad because they, they had no control over what's happening on the field and I think that's another piece too that um, you want to find a, a, a organization or a locker room that is a very like accepting <laughs> of, of players versus sometimes I've seen locker rooms where they start pointing fingers like, you should have got this hit. And it's like, okay, but what am I going to do? Like, it's not like I have a control of my hand. I'm watching it just like you. So it's not like there's anything I could do different other than working on my progressions to ensure that doesn't happen again. So um, how do you, how do you like to be remembered in this league? Like once everything's said and done and you hang up the cleats, how would you like to be remembered in this league? Well, besides, winning multiple championships, which every person would love to do at some point in their life. Of course. I think the biggest thing that I want to be remembered by is just the way I am typically. Not the per- not Daniel Wright, the character, but who I am as a person. Because you'll get further in life uh, with people knowing who you are as opposed to the character to the side that you're just playing games with, that AI is playing. You're not even playing. Mm-hmm. So people knowing who I am learning my experiences, my choices in life, how I've done things, and how I've progressed through life, even with certain conditions like social anxiety and things like that is paramount because no matter who you talk to, you don't know who you're helping next until they reach out to you. And by reaching out, them reaching out, you need to reach out first. So I think that is what I want to be remembered by, being able to be the guy that people can talk to that's always there, that's always helping, that's always trying to do something, engaging to not only bring people in, but to keep people together. Yeah, and that's what's kept me around, right? Um, Is that, it's just being able to help others. Um, I enjoy helping others, right? Like, to be able to do this, I was helped to do this, right? So by somebody helping me to accomplish something of this sort that helps the league in general, um, it's the same thing I wanted to be able to accomplish as well um, for, for you. And, and, and I think that's a great way to be remembered. Um, you know, I always go back to, to Ashley, right? But Ashley does go above and beyond. You know, um, with my injury itself, she, she hit me up. Like, not just on Discord. It would be text like, hey, doing a wellness check. What's going on? Um, and just ensuring that I was in the right mind state just because the way I was injured was – a little bit more traumatic than maybe other people uh, would experience. So, you know, for somebody to take that time outside of their own lives who don't even know you, 
um, like as, a, as know you in the sense of the physical you, right? See you every day and everything to take the time to do that. That's always going to be remembered. Um, and it's always going to be key. And there's a whole bunch of people who did that as well, but she just stayed a little bit more consistent was all. So um, that's an awesome thing for you to, to strive for. Maybe you could be the next ambassador of the future, right? Um, and I think if What's you had that mindset. That, uh, big, big, big shoes to fill right now, though. <laughs> you do, but I think what we always appreciate is genuineness, right? Like AJ is, is, is genuine. Dave Axis is genuine. You know what I'm saying? Like they're genuine folks that um, typically engage with you. And I think that's the part that I appreciate. It's just somebody who is um, is very transparent as well as somebody who's very upfront. Um, and when you see that, it, it, it's definitely appreciated. So um, since being in the league, all right, and we talked about a little bit of what have you learned while being in the league, but what is something that you can say that is a great piece of advice that you've learned thus far in this league? So I know the community and everything else, but is there anything specific that you want to say in the sense of maybe communicating to owners first or maybe learning the nuances of gen chat like what are some of those things that you learned thus far that helps you navigate through these sfl waters uh i learned the very quickly that you need to uh it's not just the character that you play it's more about what you're doing for the league itself sometimes that actually gets you more notice uh doug day has uh helped us rookies to teach us about uh, stats and other things like that. Like, scouting is a big thing because a lot of owners and GMs, they're too busy to actually scout games. So us rookies taking time to learn that skill makes us more prominent in the eyes of you guys. And Eddie Gaze is well respectful to actually acknowledge that as something that he truly wants. And I think that's admirable to actually get people to actually that wants to do the work because you're actually seeing people that want to do the work and that will get them going, Oh, they're more engaged. They're more into this than other people. So the biggest thing I can say is take the time to learn as much as you can while you're here as a rookie, more so than anything else, because the experiences you learn as a rookie will be something that'll be transitioned to the pros and you'll keep doing as you learn. I think that's, that's uh, awesome to share that. Hopefully people hear that, right, because everybody has little things that they've learned in this league, and when I hear everybody, everybody's is always different. I don't think I've ever heard really, like, the same things that everybody has learned. And if you really go back to the shows and hear different guests, what they've learned throughout being in this league, it's very interesting. Everybody has a different story, but everything that, that has always been shared has been useful. So thank you for sharing that. And what's your best SFL memory thus far? Uh, for Daniel Wright, I, I, it has to be the two interceptions against the undefeated Adams. That would yeah. be something that I'll remember for a while. Like, you get the first one, that was cool, and then on the very next possession they had, you just run up, you leap back, and you catch it in mid-ear. It was something beautiful to see. Like, you wouldn't even believe an AI is controlling that at that point. <laughs> yeah, there is some things in, in this game's nuances, I think, with how it plays as well as how realistic it feels is why we always kind of stay on this here, that it doesn't, like, it feels like something, somebody might be controlling it, like the AI actually 
and the way that the animations go too is, is some of the most realistic I've seen. And this is talking about this is an old game. Uh, when this game came out, I think you and I were both in high school. Um, yeah, I think so, it was 2007, 2008. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> so, and you're just 31, so you and me are around the same age. So, uh, this is high school time. So, think about a game that we still use that is from our high school, right? Shows you kind of how well they made this game. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not saying this is a perfect game. But when you see how the animations run, how the players play, and then you look at something like a 2020 Madden, start realizing, dang, man, like, it's years of time, but it still doesn't look as good or as fluent or isn't as clunky. Um, it's still a feat to this day. Now, before I let you go, right, and I appreciate you being on, on a Friday. I'm sure you had anywhere else you could have been at, but I appreciate you spent that time with me today. I truly do. Um, last thought, the floor is yours. Anything you want to share, anything we didn't talk about, please plug in your Discord. Because if any potential owners want to reach out to you, I'd love for them to hear tonight what your Discord is and maybe reach out to you. Um, and if they aren't, if you aren't on people's boards, start getting yourself there. But the floor is yours. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with my Discord. If anybody want to reach out to me in DMs and like that, it's Kelgate's Collections. Uh, collections spelled with a K. Because Mortal Kombat, gotta be a nerd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so please reach out, talk to me. I'm. I love the chat. I would love to get to know as much people as I can, even if it's just to talk, have a conversation. But the biggest shadow I have to give is to uh, the Coma Grizzlies themselves. Without them, I don't think I'd still be as engaged as I am. The, the family uh, commitment in that organization for a minor league team is outstanding. Like me and Axel, we're going to be friends for life after this. We talk daily. We're buds. Uh, he goes through a bit of the same things. Uh, he has a bit of social jitterness too. So it's nice to see him actually getting AJ so uh, before me and actually doing that. It was a very impressive, heroic almost, you could say to a word, to a degree. But me and Axel will be buds. Earl's going to be buds. Me and Cody will be buds. Uh, I think the biggest shout out has to go through them and the organization because I think this is the first time in their small career that we got above 500. And he can't do it without a team. So my hat on the back has to go to the team. That's awesome, right? Um, I always talk about what I love about the SFLM is that relationships you get to build, right? Um, when when I was part of the Annapolis Navigators, which right now currently is not in the SFLM, um, I met some great people that I still carry on to this day, right? Um, Scott Johnson used to play with me, still talk to him to this day. Uh, Cameron Cur- Curtis, right? Uh, uh, you him as well, right? He used to be our QB. Now you see him over there, QB at Fort Worth. Um, and I don't want to miss anybody, right? Frank Wade used to play with us as well, right? He was cornerback at that time. Uh, Jeff Gagne, Eric Hammer. Like, I mean, there were so many people that were part of that organization that, you know, I still watch them now. I may not talk to them every day, but I still watch how they're doing, how their careers are going. Um, just because, again, we all kind of came from this the same kind of cloth and I still talk to Ben who used to be the coach there um, as well just to see how he's doing right and um, I just think again you're right you build these relationships in these teams and you always keep them forward and I always will hit up Ben and Ben will hit me up just to go hey what's going on here and I'll hit him back to seeing how he's doing Um, you start really building those relationships through there and um, those can carry forward while you become a vet in in the uh, 
in the majors, right? Um, but is there anything else you want to add, Daniel, before we, we move on tonight? Uh, anything else besides uh, Tacoma? I, I just want to say to all the rookies out there, keep grinding. Keep doing what you're doing because you are going to get noticed. People are going to notice you. And that's when it comes draft day. There's an, uh, I've never been a part of it, but it seems like an experience that's like no other. So I want everyone to take the moment in. Because you, you don't know how fleeting it is to have chances like this. You get to be on draft day. You get to be on draft day. You get to have the biggest realization that you're actually playing like an actual sport. So I want people to take that in, not take it for granted. Because people oftentimes will say, oh, I just want to be the best. As long as I go number one, I don't care. I don't care if I'm second round, third round, fourth round. I, I want to see my friends get drafted just as much as I do. Like seeing actual get drafted, seeing Justice get drafted, Justin, like you mentioned before, seeing him get drafted. That'll bring a smile on my face just as much as I do. So I don't want people to take anything for granted, especially uh, the short time we have as rookies. And before we get into the full organization to the pro pro level you're right i think uh taking a step back and enjoying the process is a great um reminder for everybody rookies and free agents alike right like enjoy the process you might not be in it again and uh to be having your name called in the in the production that is put behind it um it's unlike no other so um that was great daniel again if you it was a pleasure talking to you tonight man i think you did an amazing job um if you ever want to jump back on the show afterwards, you know, uh, just let me know. Drop me a line. We can do this again. But I appreciate you being here tonight on a Friday night. Uh, you have a wonderful evening. All right? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, great time. Don't care if it's a Friday or a Monday. And I definitely <laughs> will take you up on that offer and come back again. I, I yeah. would love to do this again. Maybe talk more about mental illness, social anxiety, and help people who might have that in the league and don't want to bring it up. Maybe help them in the future with it. I think again, you know, the awareness around it, Daniel, is 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 kind of key. We the show that I had um, last Friday with um, with Krim, um, and you know they they were all kind of talking about on that show uh, mental illness or mental health, right? And, and and just different things of that sort. And I think again, what makes me happy is folks starting to acknowledge this. Right. Um, growing up, <laughs> you, I would always hear my parents be like, what's, what's to be sad about? What's to be anxious about? Right. Um, and I will say sometimes, yes, that did put me in positions to put myself out there. Um, but it's not always the same story for everybody. And sometimes that can be more detrimental if you try to push somebody out of their comfort zone instead of trying to uh, um, kind of help inspire them to get it out themselves. Right. Um, so I think you're right. I think there is a lot more. And what I love about this league is that as much as people maybe not super open to talk about it, people are still will be somewhat talking about it as well because we all have some type of um, anxieties, right? I've, from my injury, I've gained some things that I've never had before, like anxiety or um, or paranoia a little bit sometimes. Just, I guess there, you can call it closer to PTSD. Um, but yeah. hey, you're, you're right. These are things that I, I now have a newfound respect for because uh, some things that folks have gone through or things that they have no control over, we have to be aware of it and be more conscientious as people. So I think that's a great thing. We'll, we'll bring that up. We'll figure out a great month and maybe have a whole bunch of stories of different folks 
who maybe deal with a lot of these issues and would love to share their stories on how they were able to move forward from it. And maybe we can find a group of people <clears throat> to help support one another, like you're saying, in these types of situations. I think it's an awesome idea. We'll get back to it. But thank you again. Have a wonderful evening, and we'll talk soon, okay? Yeah, thank you. Uh, have a good night, and enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, well, I hope you enjoy it as well. I'll talk to you then, all right? <laughs> okay, see ya. So shout out to my guy, Daniel Wright, uh, free safety of the Tacoma Grizzlies. Jumping on tonight's show, we do have our second guest of the evening as well. Uh, let me go ahead and blow those horns and introduce my guest of the evening, uh, free safety of the Salt Lake City Rustlers, Isaiah King III. Isaiah, what's going on, man? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm good, good, good. You know, I, I'm very excited to have you on the show. Um, you and I have have talked right off air, so I, I I told you as soon as I got the show on, I would love to have you be on here, um, because you just shown me um an amazing energy as a rookie coming into this league. Um, we kind of talked I think before that, which you had a question, and then we DM'd, and then I helped you with the question. Um, but it was it's, it's this whole talking to you through this whole draft process has been amazing. And I'm so happy that you're on here. I also shouted you out for going on AJ's show. Um, and it's really great to see rookies as yourself taking the initiative to put themselves out there, right? Um, I'm going to tell you, being Gen 1 uh, Simulation Football League, um, we were trying to figure it out, right? You guys are way ahead of the eight ball compared to us on Gen 1, which a lot of us didn't even talk to our teams maybe until the week of the draft. Right, um, just because they we all thought, hey, if you if, if if they see how good I play in the SFL minors, maybe they'll reach out to me. And it's exciting to see like rookies as yourself, Daniel, a little bit earlier um, on taking that initiative and joining these platforms and these different ways of contributing. So, man, really good job on there, and I'm glad that we were able to make the time to for you to be on here tonight as well. I, I appreciate you having me. It's not a problem, man. So let's let's, let's go. Let's, let's start a little bit about you. So walk me through who's Isaiah King the third. Um, you know who who who's the person behind this player. Uh, so like I said on the AJ show, I'm just a, um, you know, I'm just a 19 year old college. Uh, well, I used to play football. I'm not. A, I was gonna say a football player, but I'm not a football player anymore. Um, I stopped playing last semester, but um. Just a 19-year-old person who loves football. Um, I'm majoring in business, um, you know, um, and, yeah, like I said, I just, I'm, I'm a person who loves football. I'm enthusiastic. I'm friendly. I get along with everybody. I'm not, you know, scared to really talk to anybody or anything. That's, you know, as you see, I talk to you pretty often, and, uh, you know, I just love being in the SFL. It's been fun for me, so. Man, I'm, I'm glad, right? Like, honestly, um, you know, we, we kind of talked, right? It wasn't a need for us, but getting to know you through this process was still was great. And I think the energy you brought along, the respect level, everything was just top-notch, man. And uh, I'm really glad to hear. I know, you know, we talked off air, you know, <laughs> about, you know, coaching and things that, sort of that you were doing for your old school. So that's really yeah. awesome, too. Um, and, 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 again, 
I'm glad you were able to find this. How did you get to this part? So how did you get to play for Salt Lake? So from the couch to the field, how did you get there? Um, so I practiced in the SFL maybe like a, a year ago or whatever, but I didn't really look into it. I was just getting uh, ready for college and going through, you know, getting ready for football season and working out and all that stuff. So once I uh, transferred or whatever and um, was looking for more sim leagues to get into, I just typed it back in just to see, you know, what was going on. And I seen how they kind of expanded and, added the SFLM process and stuff like that. And I thought it was cool. So I was like, you know what, let's go ahead and join back up. Or we'll join up. And, um, you know, I usually make receivers in every league because I played receiver and free safety in high school. So I was like, you know what, I won't be stereotypical. I went ahead and uh, did my secondary position and did a free safety. And it's been fun. I don't know who who got to see last game, but my guy loves to lay a big hit on anybody that comes across him, so. <laughs> and, again, we, we talked about free safeties. I'm a big fan of safeties, okay? Um, we had, luckily, right, this this all-star cast actually, actually had two of my free safeties, two of our players from, from Portland and Bob Funk and Shot Allen, um, part of the all-star, right? So I'm a big fan of safety. My favorite player of all time is Sean Taylor. And um, okay. the re- the reason why I love Sean so much was that was my first draft I really um, was into football like that, right? I used to only like it because of the logos. But when I really got involved, it was around when Sean Taylor got drafted. And I remember that draft, and I remember so many analysts being like, why would you draft a free safety this high? I think um, uh, Winslow's son, Winslow Jr., I don't remember his first name, but Kevin Winslow Jr., I think it was, was in that same draft, and they were they were talking about why did he go there. It was just all this stuff, right? And then Sean mm-hmm. Sean comes out, and he just kills it. He's so just a natural, like just star power player, getting interceptions, making big hits, and it's what made me really fall in love with the game of football even more. And then to see his career jettison to superstardom in in a short period of time really inspired me. Um, so I think again, free safeties in general. Um, have a have a have a special place in my heart um, due to that. So I think you chose a really good position, man. Um, what's a fun fact about yourself that you want to share? Uh, maybe that nobody knows about you. Oh uh, well, I mean you already know this, but um, most people don't know that I actually coach um, football or help coach football back in my old uh, high school in Dallas. Yeah, so I think that's an awesome, right? Like I talked about giving back. Um, with Daniel, right? Because Daniel was talking about that. He helped kids, you know, coaching. And right. I think, again, when you take time, right, it's, it's not a really a United, American thought process of giving your time out for free, right? A lot of people want time as money. Um, but when you do right. things like that to give back to places that might have helped you, um, I think it's it's such a huge thing. Giving back to a community, um in any way, shape, or form, right, whether that's coaching, whether that's, you know, whatever it is, advocating, or whatever it is for, for a community, it's awesome, man. So really good job there. I think that's a great fun fact. Um, and how you, well, I'm guessing you guys aren't playing, right, at the moment, right? Like, it, it should be, um, it should be wrapping up for everybody? Um, It's wrapping up, but right now we're in a 7-on-7 series, uh, or season, so 
we um playing like a little league every uh Thursday and then we go to like um for Texas the UIL we go to like UIL state tournaments um on the weekends sometimes uh to try to qualify for state so we have oh, yeah. a uh, Texas don't quite play. a few uh, yeah yeah we got a quite <laughs> uh, quite a few things going on yeah Texas don't <laughs> play with their football so I can only imagine how much football is around you um, and how much you guys have, like, tournaments and other things as well. So how have you been enjoying being part of the SFLM? How has that process been, and how are you enjoying it? Oh, man, Salt Lake is, is great. Um, we fell in two games, but, I mean, the locker room, the coaches, the players, uh, Frankie Custer, um, Sutherland, Tommy Utah, um, Kelsey Brown, uh, all those guys, uh, and, and gals are are great to um you know be around. The coaches are great. They Mike Tinscrew, uh, Ross, um, all those guys they're they're great. Um, you know they the coaches are great with you know just telling you how to you know put yourself out there and uh, what's going on, what's going on with with the actual team and in the community. Um, and you know Salt Lake being the winning team. Uh, it's just, you know, real fun and energetic to be around. Um, actually, one of my teammates right now, our kicker, uh, Sonny, he, he's uh, actually listening in because I told him in the, the locker room, hey, if anybody wants to listen in, you know, I'm going on today. So he, he joined up. Uh, you know, Salt Lake is just it's a great it's a great little family that we got, and it makes the SFL uh, so, so much more fun for me. So. Yeah, and shout out to Sonny, man. I, I peeped his interview with Ashley Jackson as well, man. Very inspirational. Uh, was part of the league before, right? Went through a journey himself, and now he's back. Um, so shout out to Sonny, man. I think that was such an inspirational story. And that's the part that I'm going to tell you I love the most, man. It's just these relationships you build through the minors. I think the minors was such a great idea. In the standpoint, it helps you become that member, your future, that you're going to be, right? The, you have... People who've been through it, Ross Napoli has been a rookie before. He's been through the minors. He's, you know, a GM now. So he's able to share that, as well as Mike Twinscrew, right? Same concept, right? Um, right. And, and, and when you have that guidance and you have a, a organization who can teach you the right way of doing it, not like somebody's taking, like it's, everybody's part of it, it's such a great experience versus, I always talk about my experience as a non-contracted was, Nowhere near that, right? And I think, honestly, by me going into the minors, it saved me from seeing what potentially this league is all about, right? Like a team, if you don't go to the right team, it could be a little bit detrimental, right? Like it, it does, right? Like I, I went to a team that um, I didn't feel the same connection. And then I went to the minors and I met other rookies just like myself, and we all were having questions and we we're all trying to help each other. It builds that camaraderie that now when they're in the majors with me, it's all love, right? It's all love. It's always going to be nasty, you know what I'm saying? So I think, again, right. what you're going through is an amazing part, and it's what's going to help. Let's say if you and another player goes to another team, well, you're still going to have that, that love from being on the Salt Lake City wrestlers together and potentially getting yourself to a championship because you guys are definitely playing some uh, pretty good football, right? Um now, I understood that you chose your position because 
you know, used to play these positions in high school. But was there any other considerations on any other positions, as well as how did you ultimately decide free safety end of the day is what I'm going to do? Um, all right, so really in football, I love all positions. I can't, I can't ever get myself to, to do O-line for some reason. I know O-line is like a guaranteed first round in any sim league, but I just, I can't get myself to do it. Uh, sorry, big guys. Um, I, I considered a linebacker for a while. Um, I considered DN, but I didn't know how, like, you know, how good DN, uh, how great a DN you could be. And, um, I don't know. I just, I, I kind of want to see, you know, be a pass rusher and and go through that experience. But then I was like, ah. And then I I <laughs> contemplated between line, linebacker and safety for a while. But I don't know. Safety kind of takes the cake because you get to come down and hit and you get to try to, you know, cover and pick off the ball a lot. Um, I, I love offense. Offense always has my heart, but everybody loves offense. So I have to leave it alone. So... <laughs> I mean, I could see that there was a process there, right? I, when I originally had came in this league, was a linebacker. And when I went into the minors, I kind of was like, you know what? I think I'm going to stay linebacker, right? And I'm kind of happy because I got to meet Jeff Gagne and Eric Hammer. You know, those are great guys. So, um, But I originally was thinking safety, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to just stick with linebacker. Because I, I, in my head, I was like, yo, I've already built a brand around this linebacker. And he actually wasn't bad at all. Um, that I decided to stay that way, but I, I could kind of see how many positions you were thinking of. And you're right, right? Like, I was I was telling Daniel, too, a great free safety can leverage a lot of things, right? Um, I don't really see a single safety high here in the league so much, but, you know, in, in, in football itself, if you have a really good rangy free safety, then you can use your, 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 your strong safety for other things, Right. Um, as right. well as if you have great corners that can really shut it down um, and you have a really range of free safety, now it becomes really hard to go down deep or really hard to um, uh, get those big chunk plays because you have a free safety ranging out there who is going to pick up wherever is the case unless, you know, you have crappy corners. And then we all know how that story can go. So um, that's awesome to hear <laughs> some of those positions and how you ultimately decided to get to that free safety spot. Now, um, who did you model once you decided to have that player? Who did you model your player after? Okay, so first I was thinking like, you know, uh, a Jamal Adams, Tyron Matthews type uh, player. But honestly, I I think I accidentally submitted because I I originally wanted to make my player like 5'11", 6'. 205 was the weight. But I think I accidentally submitted 6'4". So when I seen that, I was like, 6'4", no, that's not right. I need to get that changed. And then I, I just left it for some reason. And then week one, then this big guy just coming down. And I think I had like 11 tackles, seven. It, it's in between seven and 11, somewhere. It was a lot of tackles. Uh, and, and he was just laying, laying hits left and right. And um, it kind of reminded me of uh, Cam Chancellor uh, yeah. or like a, a Sean Taylor type. Like, you know the 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 guy the guy that can cover, but he he's gonna lay a hit, you know. So yeah. I I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I like that. So really, at first I started trying to make him a, a real cover guy who who could kind of tackle, but then now it's shifted to well, let's play a big hit and let's just kind of 
be all around, you know, like a little yeah. bit here, a little bit there, and just be the best, you know, safety we can be in general. So yeah. it's not and really, it's not really, it's not really modeling after anybody anymore. It's just kind of taking all the greats at safety, Dawkins, Taylor, Reed, all of them, and just trying to put it all in one, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, 6'4", I mean, Bob Funk is one of the tallest free safeties out there. And you can see how, how great of a balanced season he had, right? Um, and, it, and it's okay, right? Like, you might not see that as common, but when you do see it, like, it, that just helps, right, with the length. You talked about range. I think you've made a great point. Keeping it that way, you just have a, a strong, very big, you know, free safety out there who can who can uh, run it on both sides. Now, while being in the league, what have you learned so far? Um, I kind of, from my coaches, I've, I've really learned, you know, um, how much time they have to put in and how much time people, everybody in this league puts in, um, you know, from scouting and stuff. Uh, it, it, the way they showed me, it kind of takes a little time. Um, coaching, just game planning. The the guys, the coaches at Salt Lake do great with that because um, they put so much time into it. Um, networking and and doing shows and stuff from seeing you, AJ, Netma, um, Axis, lot all all these different shows. I've seen how much time you guys put into it. Um, I've learned like. You know, it's it's just uh, a, a great little thing. It helps people network, connect with each other. Um, I learned that, you know, it's more so, I mean, everybody loves a great build, but it's also, you know, about, you know, who the person is and stuff like that as well. So um, that's just what I've been taking from it so far. This is some good stuff. I, I, this is the first time I heard somebody say I learned kind of about what, what it takes to do content um that that's actually the first time i ever heard that um and it's great like i'm gonna tell you the same thing i didn't know how much goes into this stuff right but once you start seeing kind of everything behind it you're like man what people do on their free time um to a league that we just enjoy being part of um it's really awesome it it is honestly something i enjoy a lot and, and and honestly i i enjoy mostly getting to know you guys so it, it's it's really great to hear kind of a different answer every single time to that question uh what goals do you have inside and out of this league uh this season i just want to keep winning i want to uh honestly no offense albuquerque but i want to stop their winning streak um i want to take the championship um i want to go i want to be a first round pick um, and long term, where, wherever franchise takes me, I want to stay there for my whole career and um, hopefully get a couple championships and bring some accolades along with that and maybe be a Hall of Famer. Nice. Now, what about outside of this league? How do, what do you want to be? What are your goals personally that you want to do um, as yourself, as, as a person? Um. So... Um, once I finally get to uh, lengthy college, um, I want to either, you know, coach college football um, starting off or high school football. Probably I'm going to start in uh, the college level and then bounce around in jobs and 
figure that out. Or um, plan B is to um, I, I my major is business, and then I have a, I'll have a minor in like sports management. So either some type of um, corporate job in you know the normal normal business world, maybe like a corporate job in some type of sports facility somewhere. You know, just to keep me. I like uh, I. Being around sports is going to keep me interested and keep me going. So, um, more than likely, it's going to be somewhere in the sports field. Well, so. I think I think that you got some good plans there, and you're you're making you're taking the right path to try to figure it out. And it's great to hear that you have a plan. If Plan A doesn't work, that Plan B, you have a Plan B. So that's really good. I like to hear that. So, what do you bring, Isaiah, to the to an organization? What if they decide to draft you? Um, what is what are some things that you bring to an organization uh, for potential suitors to know? Um, so like like I said before, um, you know, Salt Lake has just taught me, you know, it's 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 great to have a connection with the guys and the gals um, in the locker rooms to just network and connect with people and have a great time. So I bring a great energy to the locker room. Um, you know, I like doing a lot of interviews. I'm coming up with my own mock, and I like to scout out who who's the good players and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, lately I've talked to our coaches about you know what I've seen from you know what what our weaknesses are and stuff like that. And I've been watching our next opponent, and um, you know, getting ready to tell them you know what I've seen from them and what they like to do. Obviously, they see it, but you know, I just like to be a I help in that regard as well, um, just because, you know, I'm around real football a lot. Um, and, you know, I just like to to, to be an active leader and, and help any type, any type of way I can. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome to hear, right, and what you bring to the table. Now, what are you looking for, though? As, as What do you want out of your new organi- or potential organization? What are you looking for, and what are some of the needs you need as a player? Um, so I want uh, an active locker room, you know, people who, you know, like to be around. I mean, obviously, nobody can spend 24-7 on Discord or texting or anything <laughs> like that. But, you know, yeah. just okay. uh, I mean, Salt Lake, we all say good morning, you know. And, you know, we keep pushing or we say, you know, we just talk a little bit every day, you know. Um, also, you know, coaches and uh, owners and stuff who are just trying to, to progress the team every year to win and um, put out a good brand for uh, the SFL. That's awesome. That's awesome. And hopefully potential suitors hear that, right? Like, I always love to ask that because as your own agent, right, um, you, you have to find the right home for your, your potential player. And that's going to take right. time. But like we talked about, right, even though, like, you know, currently Portland doesn't have a need in that standpoint, um, we still keep conversations and certain things of that sort because, again, you never know when bridges may have to cross in the future. And um, I'm going to tell you, right, that question, I love to hear both sides for, for potential suitors of yourself to hear what you need as a player as well as what you bring to their organization. So it's kind of like you guys got to come to those agreements to say, hey, what you want is what I want, and let's get this championship together. So really good questions and really good answers from there. Have you uh, have you been interested in any positions outside of being a player? So I know you kind of – you're doing this mock stuff, which I'm excited to see. I heard you talking about an Ashley show. 
Um, but, you know, are you thinking about doing more of the beat team or, like, is there anything outside of being that player that you're interested in? Um, so, uh, I think I'm going to keep doing the mock every year, potentially. I think I'm going to keep bouncing around on uh, hopefully your show, Ashley's show. Um, I'm Hopefully I can get on one of those other shows as well. Um, you know, every season just bounce around this week and next week, you know. Um, also, if I can get my Xbox back for my brother, <laughs> um, <laughs> I might um, <laughs> I might um, uh, help uh, whatever organization I go to. Um, I might, if I can get it back, then I can help scout or uh, whatever because, I mean, I've already been taught how to do that, so. Um, that's, um, you know, just whatever, uh, to help out the team, you know? Um, yeah. Well, hopefully you don't have to do, hopefully you don't have to do anything violent to get your Xbox back from your brother. Um, but typically (laughs) sibling, I don't know any sibling that, that can ask their sibling nicely for anything back, but hopefully you, as, as you're studying business, as you need to know, right? You got to learn how to deal with different people. Um, but hopefully your your negotiating skills are, are top-notch over there. They just have to get physical. Um, how did you? How would you like to be remembered in this league? So when you do decide to hang it up, hang up the cleats, how do you want to be remembered in this league? Uh, first and foremost, you know, a, a guy that everybody could get out, uh, along with, you know, a very, a very likable character. And then on, on top of that, you know, a person who, who built a great player you know um you know uh everybody remembering me as a, a great person is important but I, I also want everybody to remember me as a great player too um and and my remarkable seasons and uh all my interviews and th- the process and all that um from 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 the beginning to now to later on just my progression throughout time I just want everybody to remember how it went for me and and see like you know, just see the whole the whole picture of who I am and the greatness on the field as well. Yeah, and that and that's great, right? When you can leave your mark, um, as you can see, there's people now who have left their mark. Uh, you know, I mean, Eddie Gage is like the oldest safety I know of, right? Um, but that shows you like the time, the 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 continuance with being with this, right? Like Eddie doesn't just have um, how do I put this? He doesn't just have seasons under his belt. He got years under his belt. So, yeah, you always want to be remembered in that standpoint. And, and I think, again, the more consistent you are, the more you are around, the more you help in different avenues, that can definitely be a realistic possibility uh, for you and how you like to be remembered. Now, with everything involved in this league, right, um, it is something, a piece of advice that you've learned that you'd like to share about this league for, um, you know, again, what have you learned as a rookie uh, in this league? Like, have you learned something new that has helped you forward your career so far through this draft process? Like, has, have you learned anything of that sort that have, that have really catapulted yourself? Um, I just say to my fellow rookies, um, you know, what I've learned, you know, some gyms, you know, just love a good, you know, uh, build or whatever, but most GMs and and other players love people who reach out and love people who who are gonna talk and be active and not just build a great player because 
I mean, every the the, the attributes can be adjusted, but the person behind the the player can't. So I've just learned that you know everybody loves somebody who's gonna you know reach out and go out their way just a little bit to to you know say hi and 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 network themselves. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I think that's that's honestly really good advice to share, and I love to ask that question because all rookies um, need to get like that's stuff that you learn, right? And I think you give that advice to some people in the locker rooms. But not everybody has that that ability to to get that in their locker rooms as well. So, um, what has been your best SFL memory thus far? What have you? What can you say right now? Like this has been the best so far. And I know draft will probably come in later and everything else. But what has been that best memory? Um, best memory so far, honestly, uh, probably my last game. Um. My last game, I mean, I like I said, my first game, I had a great game. The other games, we played great. Um, but my last game, I actually didn't get to watch it live, so I I caught it later on, and I think I had like three big hits in the first half, and I was just I was excited just sitting around watching, and I was I was like, man, you know that that's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to see. So um, yeah, you know, I love to see him flying around and and and. And knocking those receivers around, making them not want to catch the ball when I'm around. Yeah, and you know what? I've seen you play very well on this field. And I think the growth, right? Like you see yourself growing on the field as well. Um, I'm excited to see what a 6'4 free safety. That's a great memory now. I'm really excited to see what you end up doing when you get yourself into the majors itself. Um, now, here's last question, right? It's, it's, this is, the floor is yours. I think if you want to share anything, share your Discord channel. I'm sorry, Discord name. Um, if you want to share, you know, anything we might have not talked about, the floor is yours, Isaiah. Go ahead. Um, first and foremost, uh, you know, Coach has been uh, great to me since the first day I DM'd him. So, you know, everybody, you know, hit him up and, 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 and say hi and try to get on this interview. Um, also, uh, my Discord is khens 4 K H E N S four. If you want to DM me, um, just talk or whatever. That doesn't matter. You know, I'm always around. Um, and then just want to let everybody know, you know, um, you know, uh, whatever organization needs a free safety or a cornerback or whatever, you know, um, I, I'm I'm the guy for you. I I'll do whatever it takes to help you win and, and uh, help your organization be better. Perfect. And Isaiah, look, I'm, I'm going to vouch for you, man. I, just speaking with you on Discord, the uh, how quickly you respond, and then, again, the consideration, right? I, I think that's something, too, um, since speaking with you, you've been such a very uh, considerate person. Um, you know, we even I, I'm a considerate person. I can see it with you, like, you know, um, and, and just the engagement, how positive you are, too in that in in the conversations man hey look i really do hope a team gives you an opportunity um you got yourself against daniel Wright as well another free safety who's looking for for a home um and again man best of luck i, I know you're gonna do the mock draft when is that when is when is that set to to happen um so i told ashley week nine but um 
after talking to Mike, he he explained a couple of things to me. So I'm gonna push I'm gonna push it back a little bit to see you know exactly what happens in free agency and stuff, and then I'm gonna set it and 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 be more precise with it. I don't like to be wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm gonna tell you right. Learning from experience, you're never gonna get 100 percent right. Like you just to try to get yourself inside of these organizations' minds um, is, is is very difficult. But it's all fun, and, and, and that's the part at the end of the day. Whether you get it right or wrong, um, I think, again, with free agents, once signings happen, if free agency happens, then then you'll know 110% a little bit more, clearer picture, Not maybe, maybe not who exactly it may be, but at least the direction the team may go. Um, right. But if you want to have the most fun, it would be now – uh, just because you can kind of do a mock of what you would want to do as a GM right now. Maybe that would be cool. Like, right. hey, if I'm the GM and these are the spots that, you know, were still available after signing or if something were to happen, this is where I'd see, like, let us see these rookies fall. That might be a really good idea, right? Um, before, until after signings and then after that, you can come up with that mock that might be a little bit more accurate. But that's just me trying to, you know, share some, share an idea maybe that you might want to run with. Who knows? Um, but again, Isaiah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for being here on a Friday um, with me. Um, thank you for being up late with me, <laughs> right? Um, but right. it's definitely <laughs> appreciated, man. And I'm going to keep an eye out for you during the draft um, as well as all the other rookies because I really would love to see where you guys go at the end of the day. I was talking about before um, while I was doing some stuff for, 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 my, for our organization in Portland, um, I was watching the old draft. I was watching where people ended up, right? I watched where who we drafted at one time, right? That may no longer be part of the team or somewhere else, right? So it's it was really great to kind of relive those moments because I remember when I did my first draft, um, <laughs> everybody was trying to find me because I have this little door in my basement. They were trying to be like, with that little door? But it was my first draft, right? And it was so exciting, Um to select players for our future, which some of these players have gone off to, gone on now to uh, win, you know, all-star nominations and, and, you know, representing the fleet. And those guys, three of those gentlemen were folks that I had uh, selected, um, you know, in, in my first draft in season 15. And to re- relive that, reminisce it, see where some other players that I followed went and, and seeing who was still there and who wasn't, it's been such an amazing experience nonetheless. And, yeah, man, I mean, very excited to see where you go. Um, keep me, I know you're gonna, you and me will still keep on talking, but I appreciate you being here tonight again, Isaiah. You yep. have a wonderful evening, all yep. right? Uh, I got one more question before I go. You can go ahead um, and ask away, man. This is, for, this is your show right now. Um, do, you know, do you know how to get on the draft show? Oh. Uh, for the one that Cam does, like, of the day of? Yeah, like, when they all – because I've seen the previous drafts, and I'm, I know some of the, the prospects, you know, they, they talk on the, the show and uh, with the guys, and there's just a bunch of different guys in the league. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, the day of – not the day of, a few days before, you're going to see Cam post up that um, if any rookies are – interested in being part of the draft show here's a link um you're going to go ahead and follow that now he's going to see 
if you have things in order, right? So if you have um, uh, uh, the, the, the internet speed, the camera quality for him to be able to pan, because again, like he was explaining to me before how it goes, you're trying to catch the moments. The, the part that's difficult is monitoring that while everything's happening and then catching you at that right time, right? So panning the camera to you to catch the, the moment that you are actually um, reacting. That's a little bit difficult, right? <laughs> um, yeah, trying to catch that exact moment at that exact time and, and, and trying to do everything. But if you have everything that works out, you have the best, you know, you have good connection to be on live TV, um, then he'll essentially just pan over. But you'll have a link that he'll provide for all the rookies. Um, there's typically a couple links that he sends out, one for rookies, one for teams. <clears throat> but um, overall, he'll put out the link out there. I'm pretty sure they'll have some kind of sign up to know what rookies want to do it and then kind of work themselves from there. But you'll have um, a time beforehand where he'll kind of just quickly see, you know, is, is, are people presentable? Um, do they have good internet speed? It's not choppy. Like, you know, they go to you and then all of a sudden it's like glitched out. I don't even get to see you react, right? So there's a lot that goes into it, but that's essentially what you're going to just do. There's going to be an alert prior to where he's going to ask rookies, hey, if you want to be part of, please let me know. And then the day of, you'll get sent a link. And then I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure if, if the draft goes like how it usually goes, it's a couple of days, right? Um, so you typically have like the first round and then second on up, right? <clears throat> and if it does happen that way, then you'll just have multiple um, access to that link if you're still not drafted yet. So hopefully that helps you kind of know how it go. I don't know if this year would be a little bit different. But in the last two drafts that I've gone through, that's kind of how we've had it. Um, and then you'll just connect to the link. Use I think we use Google Hangouts, um, but you basically use that, and then he'll pan to you if you're selected to get your live reaction. So, and we have some pretty famous ones too. If you go back, uh, Roska's famous dance, Derek Majors, wiggle with his daughter, uh, or, or shaking, you know, with his daughter, uh, dancing. Um, who else? Uh, there was the head, the uh, the the Alabama head that uh, Zach Turner used as well. Um, so you know, there's a couple like when you watch those live reactions, man, it honestly makes such a difference and um, everything. So hopefully that answers your question. But if you do decide to do that, like I told rookies, if you do decide to do that, it's awesome. Um, you know, it'd be really awesome to see you in that live reaction at that time. So. It's going to be cool. It'd be awesome to see you guys on, on draft day, man. And I hope for the best for each and one of you guys. Um, I truly do. Yeah, that definitely answers my question. I appreciate that, man. No, no problem. Look, if you got any more or any other rookies have any questions, man, you can go ahead and hit me up. Uh, Discord is Nelson Lozano. That's L-O-Z-A-N-O, Portland GM. Uh, you can ask questions from there. But all right, Isaiah, I'm a, uh, we're going to wrap this up tonight. Um, you have a good night, man. Thank you again for making the time to do this. Um, like I told you, I was a man of my word. <laughs> I got the show back. We had to figure out a way to put you on here because you did such a great job speaking with me. Even though you had no stock in this horse, you were still a great person to talk to. And I wanted to repay you that favor by getting you on the show. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, all right. Well, have a good night. All right. Stay safe this weekend. You too, man. All right, guys, so that was Isaiah King of the Salt Lake Wrestlers, free safety, potential draftee. Um, 
Thank you so much for everybody who's listened tonight. Um, thank you to all my guests, Daniel Wright, Free Safety of the Tacoma Grizzlies. Thank you to Isaiah King the Third being on as well. Um, it's great to kind of see the future of this league, right? The future players coming in, uh, getting to know everybody. I mean, that's honestly why I do this show. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure, and it, it honestly has helped with the healing as well. Coming back, trying to be as better and badder as ever than, than, than when I got injured. So uh, next week's show, just so everybody's on the same page. So next week, we're going to have Dwayne, the co-owner of the St. Louis uh, Gladiators, on with Connor Weston, the San Diego GM. So any potential rookies, if you are listening and you're interested on these teams, those teams will be live on Friday, on Monday, sorry, uh, where you can call in, ask questions, and interact with these teams. So again, it will be Dwayne uh, of the Salt, uh, St. Louis Gladiators, and then we'll have Connor Weston on the second half of the San Diego, and then upcoming shows. So we'll have on that coming Monday uh, will be a- uh, Axel Raven. So shout out to Axel Raven. You were shouted out uh, from Daniel Wright. And then uh, Justice Blackwell, who was also shouted out tonight, not just by Daniel, but also by Justin. So, again, hope to see you guys there. Any rookies, if you have any questions, anything of that sort, please hit me up um, or join our Discord channel. It is inside the league if you want to connect with uh, other folks as well. But, again, you have a safe weekend. I'll see you on Monday on SFL Audible. Have a great night.